Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, and not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Your customers will tell you very loudly when you are doing a good job and when you are not doing a good job of hitting your mission. Good American is all about, you know, the community. And what does that community mean to us? And they hold us absolutely accountable for every decision we make. You're all in very different businesses. Yes, the direct-to-consumer business model is the same. But the thing that strikes me that links the three businesses together is this sense of purpose beyond just making money. Business needs to be a force for good. It's not something you tack on at the end. Business can make a real impact and and, and customers are demanding that and that's been our vision from the beginning. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion and welcome to the BOF podcast. This week, we go back to Los Angeles where BOF recently held its second annual BOF West Summit. The word on everyone's lips in the world of consumer entrepreneurship is direct to consumer. These new kinds of businesses have changed the way consumers spend their money and forced traditional players to rethink their business models and practices. Social media and affordable off-the-shelf e-commerce tools mean it's easier than ever before to start a retail business. And this has given rise to direct to consumer companies that design, sell, and ship their products themselves bypassing middlemen. But building a direct-to-consumer brand is no easy feat. And in this panel from BOF West, 
we explore the entrepreneurial journey from ideating the business model and finding the target marketer all the way through to scaling and fundraising with three very talented entrepreneurs. Tim Brown, the co-founder of Allbirds, the sneaker that took over Silicon Valley, Emma Greed, the co-founder and CEO of denim label Good American, and Hillary Coles, co-founder of wellness brand Hims and Hers. So here's Tim, Emma, and Hillary with our chief commercial officer, Nick Blunden, at BOF West. The first thing I'm going to ask you to do, I've got a lot of questions to ask, so um, this is going to be fun. But the first thing I'd like to ask each of you is just to talk a little bit about the market opportunity that each of your businesses is focused on. So, Emma, if I could start with you, for Good American, what's the market opportunity that you're looking at? So, um, I've spent the first or the last 15 years in the fashion business, and I think what was really apparent to me is that the large majority of women that happened to be at the larger end of the size spectrum were really ignored by the mainstream fashion business. And um, when I decided to start Good American, I was actually pregnant with my second child. And for any women that have had babies, you know, things start to change when you have a, you know, your second child. And it made me think a lot about the way the fashion media has such a huge, um, you know, has a huge impact on the way you feel as a woman. And so as I was founding Good American and when I started to think about the brand, it was really rooted in this idea of, you know, shouldn't there be more options for women? And I think that what I started to see was that the fashion industry was really at this odd kind of point where what was happening in social media with the body kind of positivity movement was really not being reflected in fashion. You'd see, you know, a little bit of diversity in some campaigns, you know, the odd thicker woman would be kind of thrown in, but it really was done as tokenism. It wasn't reflected in the collection. So I really set about creating a range where, you know, it was based on an entirely different body shape. And I like to call it the body shape of popular culture. This idea that you can have curves and still be beautiful. And so Good American was really done on that or created on that basis. And it was incredible because we had such an amazing reception right from the beginning. You know, most of the people would have heard me say before, because I love it, you know, we sold a million dollars worth of denim on our first day but it really taught me something that there was a huge need for a different type of product and a different type of image and so um, we just haven't looked back since. Amazing. Tim what about you for, for all birds? Different market opportunity but nevertheless a very big one. Yeah sure I, I, so I'd come out of about a, a decade-long professional uh, sporting career uh, and stumbled into the footwear industry uh, and, and found uh, this enormous category that defaulted to uh, making shoes out of not very nice materials and sure an saw an opportunity to use sustainable materials uh, and a direct-to-consumer business model to, to make shoes in a different way. And uh, my co-founder Joey and I launched Allbirds on the, the 1st of March 2016 in San Francisco. We now have a team of about 250 people, uh, offices in the UK, and recently launched in China and have, have had three uh, fun years building a business uh, that believes that, that the fashion industry broadly, and more specifically the footwear industry, needs to find better ways to make things, and that that is in some ways the problem of our generation, uh, and that uh, we, need to, you know, we need to do that now. So uh, it's, it's an exciting journey we've been on, and, and uh, excited to share more about it. 
great, fantastic. <laughs> and Hilary, over to you, the market opportunity for HIMSS and now hers, of course, because there are hers. two brands. Yes, so we were looking at the health and wellness space and the wellness space is a $4 trillion industry and quickly growing. And when we looked at it, we saw virtually nothing in the men's space. There were two, it seemed like there were two different stereotypes. One was this affluent guy on a beach in linen pants and the other was this hyper-masculine stereotype and everything's red. And neither of those stereotypes fit the people that we knew in our lives. Um, and then compounded onto this, society has told men that it's weird to want to take care of yourself. And in fact, there are these incredibly common conditions and you can take care of yourself. So we're all about teaching guys that actually it's weird not to take care of yourself. And conversely, on the women's side, there's an oversaturation of messages around wellness and how you should be taking care of yourself and all the expectations and assumptions about your journey through there. And so we noticed a real lack of proactive, productive tools that addressed and legitimized and supported women's health care. And similarly to the opportunity that Emma saw, there are these people who are getting overlooked in the retail and fashion space. There are these people that are getting overlooked in the healthcare space and being told that they have all these options and really they're just being given scraps and told this is what you get and, and too bad. And so now we've been able to create a platform over the past year and a half. We've become one of the, best, the fastest growing D2C businesses of all time um, where we have hundreds of thousands of men and women who are able to access FDA backed medical grade products, access to a doctor who's licensed in your state from your phone, from our network of over 140 doctors. and products and packages that are delivered to your door. You're not going to the pharmacy and they look good and they feel good, they smell good, and it's totally changing, it's totally changing your relationship with the healthcare system. Great. Do you know, it's really interesting. You're all in very different businesses. Yes, the direct-to-consumer business model is the same. But the thing that strikes me that links the three businesses together is this sense of purpose beyond just making money. And the panel before talked about values being really, really important. I'm just interested. I know you all reference this, but I just want to drill down this. Tim, I believe Allbirds is a B certified B Corporation. Mm -hmm. How critical is the sustainability angle to the success of your business? Oh, it's the reason we founded the company. Um, and I think Joey and I imagined the business that we would tell our grandkids about. We saw a problem that no one was, was actively, genuinely, really trying to solve. Uh, and we believed that there was the possibility to do things differently in this enormous category. Uh, and it's actually a big week for, for us this week. We, we announced that as a business we've gone completely uh, carbon neutral. We've launched a carbon fund uh, to offset uh, every, single one of, uh, every single aspect of our supply chain from uh, the, you know, every single trip that uh, our employees take to the office all the way down to the farms where we source our, our materials. And you know, I, I think that there's this, this sense too that there's this, this big change coming, a revolution in the way that things are, are being made, and, and I'd like to think that we're, we're a small part of that. So for us, that, that purpose was, was, was an absolute uh, non-negotiable, and I think it's fueled our brand, I think it's fueled the people that we've attracted and hired, uh, and I think it's fueled you know, some of the success we've had because I think there's this demand now from a new generation of consumer that's starting to say, business needs to be a force for good. It's not something you tack on at the end. The real reason, business can make a real impact and, and, and customers are demanding that and that's been our vision from the beginning. 
And Hillary, there seems to be an element of that in what, certainly with Hims was doing, there's a certain stigma, stigma attached to Absolutely. some of the issues that you, you face. That's it. That was a deliberate decision Absolutely. to say we want to yeah. put that purpose in the business? At the end of the day, our whole goal is to provide you with options to help you take care of yourself, whatever you choose. And so we heard from so many men specifically who had this terrible moment where they were in the shower and a little bit too much hair was coming off and they didn't know what to do. The next, the only available step was to go in a Google deep dark, deep dark hole or a Reddit thread. And by the way, if you've ever looked up your symptoms online, the answer is only death and destruction and everything terrible, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, and there are people who just didn't know that they had options. They didn't know that their sexual wellness could be improved. They didn't know that if they're worried about hair loss, that was an option for them. And on the women's space, it's more about systemic barriers that have existed. So 19 million women from ages 19 to 45 in this country don't have access to a public health clinic, healthcare clinic in their county that will give them contraceptives. That's massive. Women, on average, are more likely to wait longer in the ER. They're more likely to have their pain levels discounted. And so from that mission, it was about exploring those options and making it as painless as possible because the healthcare system to date hadn't served it properly, hadn't addressed and legitimized and supported all of these really important and valid conditions. Um, and the, you know, the benefit of the DDC channel, and we were joking about this at dinner, is your customers will tell you very loudly when you are doing a good job and when you are not doing a good job of hitting your mission. And so it's an incredibly motivating feedback loop to have. And Emma, it seems that the message of body positivity that's central, the cornerstone of the brand, you've taken through every aspect of it, including the open casting that you do. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's, a, it's such an important part of our brand, but I do think it's important to say that, you know, our purpose is very simple. We want to make beautifully fitting clothes that, you know, never sacrifice style for the sake of inclusivity. But the purpose is nothing without the principles that we set down in our business. And I think right from the beginning, we said to ourselves, what does this actually mean for our business every day as we're making decisions? So we would never sell to a wholesaler who wasn't willing to take the full and entire size range. We'll never ever sacrifice our design principles and those are the things that and again going back into this feedback loop of customers good american is all about you know the community and what does that community mean to us and they hold us absolutely accountable for every decision we make mm -hmm. and that's the most interesting part it's like we don't just you know take their opinion we are actively asking them every day what do you think tell us what should we do next and then we make business decisions based on that because it's all very well taking the feedback but it's like what do you do with that at the end of the day and that's the biggest difference in good american that we actually take that information from our customers and we invite them in to be part of the brand and i guess the open casting which for those that don't know we actually have our customers that are part of our bigger campaigns i think we had 60,000 women um, entered into the last open casting but that's really about us saying you know we are you you are us come and be part of what we're doing and we find that because we're so honest and we're so open with the decisions that we're making our customers are our best spokespeople they come into the brand they speak as you know eloquently as I would about the product and it's incredible to see that happening and I think that's what really gives us um, you know an amazing kind of this, you know, we talk about this feedback loop, but it really is what makes all the difference in our decision making every every step of the way. And it's when one thinks about director consumer businesses, I think it's tempting to look at all of the success and say, look, you know, this is this is so obvious, this is easy. Why are more people not doing this? But of course, 
it's, a getting, it's getting more competitive. One of the challenges, and I think it's always been a challenge for fashion and retail businesses, how do you acquire customers? But as more people come into the direct-to-consumer space, the costs of acquiring customers go up. Mm -hmm. There have been challenges thrown at businesses now saying, well, they're just taking venture capital money and spending it on increasingly expensive customer acquisition. I'm interested, each of your businesses is scaling and scaling very fast. Is this a challenge that you recognize, or are there ways around this increasing cost of acquisition? Hilary, I'm interested, because you now have two brands that you're having to build yes. simultaneously. Yes. Talk to me about how you think about the job of acquiring customers directly. So Andrew and I had worked together at a consumer app before, and the problem with it, not the problem, but one of the dynamics of a consumer app is if Apple sneezes, you are going to get the flu and you are entirely beholden to things outside of your control. And we said we would never let that happen to us again. So we did that in three ways. So the first way was from the beginning, we locked up several channels. You can't do that with every channel, mind you, but a few channels where we'd say we are the only ones in the healthcare and wellness space who are going to be talking to our demographic. And that was super important for mindshare and for trust building, which when it comes to your health, and that's everything. Um, the second thing we did was we test all the time. On any given day, we're testing at least two dozen different channels. And that means we have a very high degree of confidence that we are reaching people that other D2C companies might not be because we're testing offline channels. We're looking at people who might not be on their smartphone all day. And how that manifests itself is, you know, we've done takeovers of urinals in a sports auditorium where we'd say our incredible marketing team went in and said, can we make this into a billboard in space? And they were like, nobody has ever asked us that question before, but sure. And so we're popping up in these unique places and then that contributes to our third piece, which is organic growth. And people are just have, delighted and surprised to be interacting with us in these new ways. And so they're sharing it. And I think a few years ago, I don't know that any of us would have been able to predict that we'd see so many men publicly sharing their hair loss kits, like unveiling them on Instagram and sharing them with their friends and, and having it be so public. And I think that's um, part and parcel of how we're interacting with them on these different Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. 
When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. It's advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Channels. Speaking of Instagram, Emma, you forgive me if I ask this question, but you have a <laughs> very high profile a little co-founder. Kicker. A little kicker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be unfair not to say, you know, Chloe Kardashian is my business partner. And so in terms of acceleration, in terms of, you know, customer acquisition, if you've got 170 million followers across your social platforms, it does something for a business. Absolutely. But I can't take away from that community piece and how important that is for mm-hmm. us because, you know, it's, it's what we all want to hear, right? You want a peer-to-peer reference. And when girls try on our jeans and they share not just how they look, which they all do, we get a lot of great butt shots at, you know, Good American, come and look at our Instagram. But it really is about the way it makes them feel. And that's what the stories that are shared, when we get somebody that goes onto YouTube and spends 16 minutes talking about how she hasn't worn jeans for the last, you know, six years, and now she is, that's invaluable. And that's what really travels. And so, again, it's like, how do you nurture that community? How do you encourage that type of behavior? And we've been particularly good at mobilizing that community to just be our best advocates. And Tim, if I understand correctly, Allbirds started or the idea started on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've gone from, you know, the, the, the real beginning of this journey. Is it getting harder to acquire customers? You know, in, in some ways, it's, uh, the, the barriers to entry for starting a brand have never been lower and it's never been more competitive. You know, I think uh, at the end of the day, I, uh, you know, I, th- I think unless you've created a product or an experience that people want to share, as Hillary and Emma have done so well and tell their friends about, that fills a gap, that fills, you know, fills some sort of white space, it's not going to work. I think there might have been a small window of time when you could have used Facebook or Instagram to cheaply acquire customers and build a, build a business or a brand by spending into it, and I think that's gone. Um, so, I mean, I think at, at Allbirds, uh, there was a six or seven year journey hundreds of prototypes to cultivate, you know, to cultivate and create our version of the one sneaker and, and, and to in invest in the sustainable materials that were going to underpin that creation. And, uh, and then word of mouth drove an explosive uh, adoption of the product 
uh, in, Australia, in, in, in America and New Zealand and around the world, um, driven largely by word of mouth. And at the end of the day, making those products is really, really hard, but that's the best thing that you can do, I think, to build a, a, a brand. Okay. Um, I wanted to come on to something else. We are sitting in this um, beautiful uh, shopping, shopping mall, um, and direct-to-consumer brands are often thought of as being just e-commerce-based businesses, right? But actually, that sometimes does it a disservice. And I, Tim, you and I were talking, I think you opened your fifth or sixth retail outlet yesterday? Seventh. Seventh, seventh. seventh in Beijing. Yeah. Uh, so we, we uh, very early on, uh, we always knew that people wanted to try on shoes. The, I think the, the story that retail was dead, it was dying, had been greatly exaggerated. And um, so retail was always a big part of our plans and continues to be so. I think people want to touch, feel, understand, have an experience, and the retail channel and then the integration of the online and offline um, experience for a brand I think is an enormous opportunity. And I, you know, I think for too long maybe retail had drifted, the experience had degraded, and wholesale uh, brands had got in between the customer and the brand and business. And so I think that's all changed with this direct-to-consumer revolution, and I think retail for us is a big, big part of it. Okay. And Emma, you've, you've experimented with different channels. You have agreements, I think, with Nordstrom and Selfridges. You've done pop-ups as well. What role does retail play for you? plays a huge role. And right from the beginning, when we launched, we launched with Nordstrom and we were straight into 30 doors and very quickly into all 126. But for Good American, it's especially important. Of course, women want to be able to try on jeans. I mean, that's just very straightforward. But, you know, for me, it's much more about this idea of inclusivity and how you bring that into a retail environment. And what's so interesting to me when we've run the pop-ups, I mean, I, I started my career on the shop floor, so I love a little stint in a pop-up. But, you know, you really start to understand what's important to customers and how difficult it is for some women to have access to great fashion. And from really, really simple things like the way things are displayed or certain sizes not being available in stores, my mission with Good American Retail and what we're trying to do in our pop-ups is to create a truly inclusive experience in bricks and mortar. So I can show you product on three different sizes on our website and now in fact on 15 different sizes. So when you go on goodamerican.com, you can be a size eight and see the denim on size eight. But how you do that in bricks and mortar is gonna be really interesting. So for us, it's a huge part of our strategy going forward, how we're actually gonna operate those stores. And you know, it's a mixture of that customer experience coupled with great technology, and then really, really thinking about that from our customer's point of view and how you make it really comfortable for her to come in, regardless of her size. And Hilary, I'm interested because, of course, part of your business model, the telemedicine part, is the efficiency of not necessarily having right. to have an appointment and go and see mm -hmm. somebody. So physical retail plays a role for you guys or not? Yeah, we've been starting to test with other brands and collaborate on different pop-ups, and it's been really exciting to see people interact with the, the brand. And I think um, Emma and Tim are 100% right. It's that it takes that DDC stuff one, one step further in that you're able to connect and control the experience just a little bit more and build that trust and that relationship with the customer and that's ultimately um, all that matters. And one of the things that um, comes up a lot is about customer centricity and it's been talked about for a long, long time. But of course, one of the benefits of the direct-to-consumer business model is this ownership of the customer end-to-end. -end. And I mean, you talked a little bit about this, but I love this example that you and I talked about, about getting the feedback from customers and inventing, I think, a whole new size as a result of that feedback. Can you just talk a little bit more about that um, feedback loop that you get? 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that I've learned, and you learn the hard way, right? Because if you ask for customer feedback, my God, you're going to get it, good, <laughs> good or bad and ugly. And, you know, what I tend to do on a Sunday afternoon is, like, read through the reviews, right? And you kind of start to see these patterns and, you know... We have, of course, amazing people that look at the data in details, but I'm a sucker for reviews. And what we started to understand is that we were seeing this huge disproportionate returns between a size 14 and 16. And no one could understand. We looked at the fabrications, we looked at the styles, we did all the things that you would do. And it just, no pattern was emerging. And so, of course, I go to speak to design and I speak to tech. And they say, oh, that's really simple. You know, there's a big discrepancy, and I don't want to bore anyone, but, you know, between missy, straight missy sizing and plus sizing, you have these things called grades, right? So you grade up depending on the size. And the grade gets bigger when you're in the plus size segment than when you're in the missy size. And so right in between, there's this just huge chasm. And so it took a tech designer to kind of, you know, for me, I'm very dyslexic. They put it down on an Excel sheet and spelled it out. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Let's create this size 15. And everybody immediately in the organization said, oh, no way, like, you can't do that, it doesn't exist, it's ridiculous. But, you know, you suddenly realise that there are millions of women out there that fall in between sizes, so they're not quite plus, they're not quite missy. So we used a group of 60 of our existing customers who had written to us and said, I'm not a 14, but I'm not quite a 16, something's not working out, I'm sending your jeans back. And we used those women and we fit the size around them, we made it specifically for their bodies. And it's been so interesting because size 15 is now my third best selling size and it didn't exist. And that was purely just from like opening your ears and listening and then taking action. Sure. Right. Tim, I, I... Oh, thanks. Yeah, that definitely deserves a round of applause. Tim, similarly, I read, and I think this is true, but you'll correct me, I'm sure, if it's not, that um, the wall runner that you created has had 27 or more different iterations. Is that customer feedback that's driving that, or is something else going on? No, it's, it's absolutely the customer. I mean, we've designed the whole experience and the business to point towards it, and then, and then capturing that feedback to improve it, whether that be a comfort change or a design change or a sustainable material that we can flow into, into the product. We don't have to wait for the wholesalers to feed that back to us or wait for uh, you know, open to buy windows, we can make those changes in real time. We've done that really from the beginning and it's something probably closer to software than it is tradi traditional sort of footwear manufacturing with updates and improvements sort of on the fly and I think that's been a big advantage. I think equally with merchandising and colour, careful what you wish, wish for, as Emma said, there's this flow of feedback and information which I think is is a huge advantage and allows you to move quickly and innovate and, and, and make new products. We're about to launch a big product this week which has been driven entirely by social media comments and suggestions that became such a theme that we picked it up and actually made the product. And then uh, to my earlier comment about going carbon neutral, we've d we're developing a fund where uh, we're offsetting our carbon and then our customers will help us uh, uh, decide what projects to fund. To offset, uh, to offset our uh, climate impact, which is a big thing. So, you know, they're, they're a part of this journey, and I, you know, I think it's been an enormous business advantage for us. Now, we're running out of time, but I'm sensing, because you're all so inspiring, that there are people in the audience thinking, I want to go and do this. I'm going to go and set up a direct-to-consumer business. So before we go, I'd just like to ask each of you, with the benefit of hindsight, wonderful thing, what you do differently around setting up your business. Hilary, is there something that sticks out for you that you think, if I knew then what I knew now, I'd do something differently? I mean, it's a great problem to have, but we hit a million in recurring revenue in our first week, and 
sold out of everything and we would have had no we broke everything growing so quickly basically we had we went from two doctors to 140 doctors you know, from two customer service agents to 75 customer service agents we just had no idea what it was going to be like we were totally out of our out of our league so that's just you got to just keep going that is definitely a good problem <laughs> to have tim for you look i mean it was six or seven years that we worked on our idea before we took it to market. And I mean, I think everyone talks about feedback and seeking it, um, but the number of experts that we spoke to, particularly in the footwear industry, that sort of saw our idea and said that it was never ever gonna work were numerous and extensive. And I, I wish I'd ignored them. I wish I was, uh, I was open to feedback, but also open to ignoring it. Uh, and it took a long time, I think, to develop the courage that, you know, to, to really go and do this and to raise a little bit of money to, put this thing out into the world and I, you know, I sort of think if, if your idea is any good, the people that know uh, probably think it's, it's, um, it's not great and I, I wish I'd sort of pushed through that a little bit faster than we did. Right. And Emma, how about you? Something you'd do differently. You know, it's really interesting because when I started this business, I lived in London and since moving to LA, I think the great thing, especially about being in the direct-to-consumer space, is that people are so willing to help you. You know, mm -hmm. I've had countless founders reach out and say, hey, we did something similar. I can see some similarities in your business. In the beginning, I was like, they're trying to steal my thing, you know? <laughs> and what I've realized is that actually there's this really incredible community in LA and in San Francisco of people that are just willing to share. And so... Since I've started meeting other founders and really taking that um, seriously, it's been enormously helpful to my business. So I'd have been a little bit more open to that. And I actually think I now seek it out. I go and try to find people that are doing really, really well and might have encountered the same problems that I'm just about to walk into. Um, and I find it so useful. So I would have done that a bit more frequently. Amazing. Well, listen, thank you all so much. It's been an absolutely fascinating conversation. Thanks, really appreciate it. Thank you all. If you enjoyed this conversation, you might be interested in BOF Professional, our global membership community from the business of fashion. BOF Professional members receive unlimited access to all of our articles, daily members-only analysis, the BOF Professional iPhone app, biannual print issues, and all of our online education courses as part of your membership. For a limited time only, we are offering BOF Podcast listeners an exclusive discount on an annual BOF Professional membership. To get 25% off of your first year, click on the link in the episode notes, select the annual package, and enter the special invitation code PODCAST2019 at the checkout. We hope you enjoy it, and don't forget to tell your friends. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person, too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. <coughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.